Welcome to Decoding Devi. I'm Brandon Hay, and you can find me on Twitter at HayB3. And we are brought to you by the IDP guys. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have tons of great content on there. So today we're going to talk about the uh, final rookie rankings or the rookie rankings after the NFL draft, after we have the uh, landing spots. I'm going to go over uh, how I have them right now compared to where I had them pre-draft. And then also I will give some uh, rookie tiers for your uh, dynasty rookie drafts. So let's go ahead and get So first we're going to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, I was surprised that the quarterbacks got picked later. Um, Kenny Pickett obviously was in the first round by the Steelers, which a lot of people thought that might happen. So he uh, moves up from three to one for me. Um, second, even though he wasn't the second quarterback taken, Matt Corral to the Panthers. There's talks uh, that he dropped in the draft, not because of his talent, but because of some of the off the field, um, you know, issues he might have had earlier in his career. But I think in Carolina, he'll get a chance uh, this year, and uh, I really believe in his talent that he could take over that starting job. Uh, Sam Darnold has shown that he's inconsistent. And with Matt Rule really on the hot seat trying to get into the playoffs, I think if Sam Darnold struggles, then Matt Corral um, will be put in there to see if he can uh, have a spark and lead that team to the playoffs. And who knows, Matt Corral could even uh, win that job. So in the Nets is Desmond Ritter with Atlanta Falcons. I was a little surprised he went so high, but he was number five on my list. He moves up to number three because uh, he has a pretty, you know, he has the draft capital and also uh, they just have Marcus Mariota there, so he might even play this year, even though I think he needs time to develop. Uh, they definitely have a need for a quarterback, so he could see time, so that's why he's three. And I just want to mention these are, uh, you know, dynasty rankings, not necessarily how they'll do this year. Next is uh, Malik Willis, which is the same as that spot. Uh, I think he did drop to the uh, third round which second or third round was where I thought he should have gone rather than the first round where some people were saying that he would go. I think the Titans actually was a good spot for him. So Ryan Tannehill will play this year. We'll see how he does. And then Malik Willis can continue to develop and then possibly take over uh, next year um, or maybe even the year after, depending on what they decide to do with Ryan Tannehill. And he has, you know, kind of leadership and toughness that I think uh, Mike Fravor will like for the Tennessee Titans. And I actually think that's a good spot for him. Um, and then uh, fifth was Sam Howell. This Sam Howell was a very a big surprise for me, dropping all the way to the fifth round. Um, I had him as my number two rated quarterback before the draft. Uh, he goes to what the Washington Commanders still not giving up on Sam Howell yet. Uh, if he's around in fourth round of rookie drafts, I usually try to pick him up or even in the mid to late third round because Carson Wentz is there. But, you know, we've seen Carson Wentz struggle and we could easily see Sam Howell get a chance, you know, maybe late this year or even next year if Carson Wentz proves not to be the guy. And then the last two, uh, Carson Strong and Bailey Zappi, uh, same order. Um I have Carson Strong higher, even though he didn't, you know, Bailey Zapp, Zappi got drafted by the Patriots. Um, that was a weird pick for me because, you know, they they already have Matt Jones. So I guess it's this normal Patriots way, getting a second quarterback to kind of develop. But I do think Carson Strong um, is better. And the Eagles kind of hedged their bets, I believe, on uh, Jalen Hurts, kind of see what Carson Strong could do. 
see how Jalen Hurts does this year. Maybe they like Carson Strong, or they can draft, you know, that quarterback next year. So those are the quarterbacks. Let's move on to the tight ends. Um, so the first tight end, like many thought, was uh, Trey McBride. He went to the Cardinals. Uh, you know, same as pre-draft. I think he's the best overall tight end. Um, there are some people that worry, even um, myself, about how this, uh, you know, impacts Zach Ertz. I don't think that will impact him this year, but I think Trey McBride will be that tight end. Um, in the future, and on that strong offense, that's a good spot for him. Uh, second, same, uh, Greg Dolkich. He went to the Denver Broncos, which I really like, even though they have Albert O. Um, he's going to be more the inline blocking tight end, and Greg Dolkich can be split out a little bit more, a nice pass-receiving tight end. And I think that could go really well with Russell Wilson. So I have him second. Third, um, I have Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, I moved him up one from our uh, pre-draft rankings. Um, he got drafted fairly high and, you know, uh, and uh, also to the Jets. They do have some tight ends that they signed this year. I think Ruckert might be the most talented and he might eventually take that job over in a couple years. And then I have Kate Otten, who's slot down one spot. I do like the landing spot here to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, he might even get serious playtime as early as this year because they haven't really said what's going on with um, uh, Gronkowski, if he's going to come back. They lost O.J. Howard. Um, they need a tight end there, and, you know, Brady likes to throw his tight ends. Kate Otten is one of those guys that uh, tight ends I like coming in as rookies that are good blockers, um, so they get on the field quickly. Um, I think he could be, you know, kind of the same thing as a poor, poor man's Gronk. You know, he can block, and he has good size. He's not a bad route runner. Um, not a ton of production at Washington, but their, their quarterback situation was not very good the last couple of years, so I think uh, I'm very high on him. And then uh, Jelani Woods went to the Colts. Um, I had him 10th on my rankings, moved him up to 5 just because there's not a um, a tight end starter, you know, that's uh, established there. Um, they have Granson, and then they have Mo Alley-Cox, which I'm still waiting to break out. But Jelani Woods, you know, he's still going to need to learn the tight end position, but he's a big body, and uh, they could definitely use him down in the red zone. And then uh, with the Titans, um, Chig Okonko from Maryland, um, they don't have really have a tight end um, set. Well, they have Austin Hooper, which, you know, he's on a one-year deal, but I could see uh, Chig getting some time there once he learns the position, kind of the same with Jelani Woods, a big, fast uh, tight end. Um, he moved up from eight to five, eight to six for me because the Titans do need that that spot there. Um, I think he could be used similarly that they use Johnny Smith there. Um, just move him around, and then uh, seven is Jake Ferguson. Uh, he was five uh, pre-draft, um, went down a couple just because you know there's uh, Dalton Schultz there, but depending on what they do with him or even using two tight end sets. I really like Ferguson there on, you know, with Dak Prescott. Um, I think that's a good spot for him. Then I didn't have Daniel Bellinger on my list, but he did go to the New York Giants. And they they don't um, – they have rookie Seals Jr., but um, they don't really have that tight end since they let Evan Ingram go. So I could see Bellinger kind of, um, you know, making a name for himself with um, Dable, you know, using Dawson Knotts. It took Dawson Knotts a couple years, maybe Bellinger – We'll kind of be in that same role with the Giants in a couple of years. Um, for nine, Cole Turner, same spot. 
um, as my pre-draft. Uh, I like it. I actually like the landing spot with the commanders. Um, they do have John Bates, and they do have uh, Logan. But with Logan's injuries last year and Bates, you know, still developing, I think Cole Turner's a big-bodied uh, tight end that they could use in the red zone. And I'd like to see how they could develop him, um, you know, uh, to be a better blocker. Um, kind of the same thing they did with uh, Logan. And then lastly is Isaiah Likely. I had him as high as six, but he went to the Ravens, which usually would be good because they're tight end heavy team. Uh, Lamar Jackson targeted has targeted uh, tight ends 49% of the time. I know most of that is to Mark Andrews, but they did draft um, Charlie Kohler in the fourth round also. Um, so they drafted two tight ends in the fourth round. So I don't know how they're really going to utilize their tight ends, but I think likely can be split out more. So that's why I put him ahead of Kohler uh, in that spot. Um, right now, um, I don't really know if any of these tight ends will be really um, productive in their rookie year, but I would say um, Brian Dolkich and Ruckard and Otten are the four that I'm really looking forward to in the you know, next couple of years. Obviously not the tight ends that are going to have the big impact like, like uh, Kyle Pitts. But there's still ones that um, I would say you could draft late in your rookie drafts. Okay, next with the running backs, um, a lot uh, a lot changed after the top two for me. You know, the Brees Hall went to the New York Jets, um, still number one. He's my number one running back on the class by far. I think he's the most explosive, um, best out of the backfield. Then Kenneth Walker to the Seahawks. I was a little surprised by this, and some people are worried. Um, but because of his lack of his pass catching, um, but which he did not have a lot of opportunity, but I argue, especially his two first years at Wake Forest, they didn't really throw to the running backs and Michigan State didn't really either, but he is more than capable of catching the ball. Not saying he's as dynamic as Brees Hall, but I don't think that, you know, he's a horrible, uh, receiver. It just depends on what Seattle's going to do. And with injuries or sharp penny, um, early in OTAs, you know, Walker might walk in there and, and take the role outright. So I had Isaiah Spiller at three, but he really dropped, um, and he ended up going to the Chargers, which isn't a great place for him. And the Buffalo Bills picked James Cook in the second round. Uh, if you didn't, uh, you know, hear, they tried to sign JT, J.D. McKissick early on to have that kind of pass-catching uh, running back role, and I think James Cook is just a more explosive player in that in that sense. I think Devin Singletary still has a role in that team, but I think James Cook is going to be the pass uh, catching back, get, you know, five, seven carries, you know, early on. But in that offense, he's going to be explosive and, you know, be a PPR monster, I think, from the running back position. So that's why I have him as three. Um, on my pre-draft rankings, I have Jerome Ford, four, and he really fell to the sixth round to the, to the Browns. So he's way down on my board. But fourth, at Damian Pierce, he went um, in the fourth round to the Texans. Uh, that's actually a good spot for him, I think, because they really only have Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack, who um, is still coming back from the Achilles. I think Pierce could um, take over, you know, that that job. So in the fourth round, you know, they might look, since the Texans have so much, they might give Pierce, you know, if he can win that job more than a couple years, even though he was a fourth-round pick, because they need to uh, address so many other spots. Five was Rashad White, which was the same. Um he went to the Buccaneers. I'm not as high on that spot because they have Leonard Fournette, and I just don't know um, how they'll use White. I really like Rashad White as a player. 
good runner and a great receiver out of the backfield. Uh, I think if he can um, get the trust of Brady, then that's something that uh, could get him on the field. Like I said, Brady seems to love to check it down to Leonard Fournette, but uh, Fournette, you know, might only be left for another year. Who knows what happens with Brady? But I still like White's talent there, and there's not, you know, a, um, a running back that's signed long term there. Next, uh, Brian Robinson moved up from eight to six for me. I was surprised the Washington Commanders took him, uh, but they uh, apparently want to, you know, have a little kind of a running back platoon. They really like him. Um, there's been there's been talks about you know using him and Antonio Gibson like uh, Rivera did in Carolina with D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. Um, even more reports out that the Antonio Gibson's uh, usage can go um, up and down week to week. So I think with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they're going to split time. It might you know differ each week who's going to get the. Um, all the, the work. I think Brian Robinson might get the goal line carries. I think Antonio Gibson would get some of the um, passing work. And then of obviously JT, because it will get passing work, the more of the passing work, he'll probably be a more steady player week to week just because of the PPR numbers. And then I have uh, Isaiah Spiller going to the Chargers. He's going to have a role there, but this is a big drop. Three to seven for me. Um, many were before last college football season are talking him being the number one back in this class. Um, they have Austin Eckler, obviously the main back that gets the, you know, pass catching. And then last year he did get a, the most carries he's ever gotten. So I think they might try to trim those down. And they've drafted a couple of running backs, you know, in the fourth or fifth round the past couple of seasons, not really like them. So I think Spiller might be that complimentary back that they have, um, but he just will have, you know, have a low ceiling, but he could get, you know, when do well certain weeks, depending on, you know, um, the goal line work he will get. Uh, so, you know, he's someone that definitely would draft, but not overly high or depend on him week to week. Then I went with Zimir White just because he got drafted so high by the, by the Raiders. Um, there's the uncertainty with uh, Josh Jacobs. But even if they let Jacobs walk, I don't believe Zemir White will be the um, only feature back. He's more of a um, first, second down traditional back. He's not very good, um, you know, catching the ball on the film shows. He kind of struggles with that. So that's why I have him here. But he did move up quite a bit from my pre-draft rankings. I didn't think he would get drafted this high. Um, next is Tyler Algier, nine on both of them. Um, a pretty good spot to the Falcons. But since he went later in the draft, um, he really needs to take take over this role or be a you know a consistent uh, contributor this year because if not with the uh, great running back class in 2023 they could easily move on to another running back since the draft capital is not too high. Then I was surprised as Han Haskins um, not that he went to this team but he went kind of high. Um, I, I wasn't I, he wasn't even my um, top 15. Uh, but he really, I think he really fits well with the tight what the Titans want to do. He's a physical back, and he's a hard worker. He's pretty good in pass protection. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, and with Derrick Henry's injuries last year, I think they wanted to make sure they got a back that could do the same type of things. And I think Vrabel is really going to like his toughness. So that's a good spot for him. Uh, I, I don't think he'll ever be a feature back, but he could be one of those backs you could plug in if you have Henry or if you need someone in a bye week. Then uh, Chandler moved down a spot for me. I really like him, but he went to the Vikings. And most would think 
It's not great with uh, Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook, you know, always has the injuries, and Andrew Madison is on his last year of his deal. So after this year, um, has, has I mean, uh, Chandler can jump into that second spot, and then who knows, you know, they might move on from Cook, and uh, with Chandler's speed and everything, I think that fits well there. And then uh, 12 is uh, Kyron Williams. Uh, he dropped down about five for me. He went to the Rams, so it looks like Cam Akers. I don't know what they're going to do with Henderson, but Kyron Williams could fit that um, third down back, you know, uh, receiving back, uh, good in pass protection. Um, that Rams offense is obviously very good. Possible flex considerations on good matchups. And then uh, I have uh, Jerome Ford as drops all the way from four to 13. I was really high on him before the draft, but obviously NFL was not. Uh, I think he does a lot of things well, but maybe he doesn't excel in any particular uh, one quality. But I don't think that's a bad spot for him with the Browns, even though they have Nick Chubb, they have um, they have De Dearness Johnson and uh, Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson are on the last year of their deals, and they will be unrestricted free agents next year. So if you look at that, um, Ford could get some work as easy as – quickly as next year. Um, and then, you know, we'll see. And they do like to use multiple multiple bats and Stefanski system. So that's obviously a positive. And then um, Tyler Beatty, he dropped from 11 to 14 for me. I know the Ravens uh, backfield is good. You know, they have a bunch of people back there, but he has a great skill set as the pass catching back. And I think they could utilize him in, in multiple roles, split him out wide. And then lastly, um, I have Abram Smith at 15. He was six for me, so he really dropped. But even though he was not drafted, I like him a lot with the Saints because they did bring in Mark Ingram last year because Tony Jones wasn't really providing that, that, um, that more physical runner, uh, the compliment to um, Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara had a lot of carries, more than I think they want to give him. So I think Abram Smith could come in there. And a couple others that um, did not – Jalen Warren was another one that was on my list at 13, uh, but he did get um, undrafted uh, free agent deal with the Steelers, and I like that for him there to be behind Najee because they don't have a um, a solid backup there, so he could be there and you know not probably not get a lot of play, but you always want those guys that are just one you know injury away, uh, so probably not drafting him, but a great uh, undrafted free agent pickup. So now let's go to the wide receivers. Um, there are, the top three stayed the same, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and Jamison Williams. I will say that I thought um, the fit would have been better if Jamison or if um, Garrett Wilson went to the Falcons first. He could, you know, because they have Kyle Pitts, the bigger receiver, then they'd have Wilson, smaller, you know, route runner, speedy route runner, kind of fill in for Calvin Ridley. And then um, – for the Jets, they picked Garrett Wilson, but since they have Elijah Moore, I thought it would have been better if they got Drake London, but obviously they didn't get that choice. But, yeah, I still think Garrett Wilson uh, is going to do well in New York. He'll be the number one wide receiver, still waiting to see how him and Elijah Moore kind of are going to be utilized. Then Traylon Burks, um, still two, went to the Tennessee Titans in that A.J. Brown deal. Uh, he's going to get targets quickly, and we'll see how he develops his receiver. Jamison Williams was three, stayed the same, goes to the Lions. Um, the rookie year um, will kind of be up and down from his injury and just 
Um, a little worried about Jared Goff throwing the ball consistently deep because that's what Jamison Williams will really be doing a lot. But, you know, the Lions could move, get another quarterback that could make those throws longer. Uh, so that really doesn't affect me. This is where um, it really changed for me. I had Drake London since beforehand. I've, I've made um, pretty clear I'm not as huge on Drake London. Um, I think he can be a very good player. Uh, I just don't see him necessarily being a wide receiver one. But in this situation with the Falcons, with Marcus Mariota and then Desmond Ritter, they aren't necessarily quarterbacks that try to throw the ball deep all the time. They take shorter, um, pass shorter to intermediate passes. I mean, they're going to try to just get the ball out to them quickly. And I think that's what he does best. He does in the short and intermediate uh, routes in the part of the field. I think he's very good. It's just when he try, needs to get to top speed down the field, that's where I worried about separation. But if there's not that much of that, um, I think he can do very well. So that's why I moved him up to four. And then Olave to the Saints is at five, um, moved down a spot. I really was saying the Saints were a spot I really liked um, beforehand. They have brought in a couple um, players that, you know, and it looks like um, like Michael Thomas will be back. And then they brought in Jarvis Landry, and they're talking to Antonio Brown. But I don't love that, but that's on the short term. I still think Chris Olave is a great talent and um, can do very well there, and they trade up for him, so they know they like them. And then Jahan Dotson, um, you know, he moves down the spot since I'm the Drake London up. Uh, I – I love the draft capital. He got drafted way higher than I expected with the commanders. I like him on the other side of Terry McLaurin. I think he's going to be good in, you know, um, them trying to just get the ball out quick from Wentz. Um, he's great, you know, and get separation and route running and, you know, compliments, you know, Terry kind of goes down the field, more of a possession. I think Dotson can, you know, work the underneath, kind of what they wanted Curtis Samuel to do, but he didn't really provide all that last year. And now uh, I had George Pickens seventh, and um, I moved Sky Moore up because he went to the Chiefs. I know a lot of people have been uh, really pumping Sky Moore up because he's paired with Mahomes. I don't think right away he's going to go into you know that number one role, so I think they're um, overrating that. But I think Sky Moore's very good, and in a couple years he could take over that role. But early on, just need to be patient because they have Juju Smith-Schuster. They obviously have Travis Kelsey. Um, and they brought in, um, you know, a couple other players. And they and so I don't think he's going to take over the Tyreek Hill role, but he'll definitely be used in that offense. And then with Nets, I got George Pickens um, at eight. Um, no question about his ability. Um, it's just kind of, you know, all mental and, you know, um, attitude. And I think the Steelers are a good place to kind of work with that. I do wonder because, you know, uh, how that, how quickly he can move up on that depth chart. And we've seen with uh, Claypool some immaturity issues. Um, it'll be interesting to see how those two kind of work with each other and make sure they, you know, kind of both mature. And then ninth is David Bell, the same. But um, I um, wasn't as huge on him, but he got drafted by the um, – he did get drafted in the third round by the Cleveland Browns, and they need receivers in a recent interview um, – Kevin Stefanski was just talking about how much he loved David Bell and how much he was one of the players he really wanted. So I think, you know, he could definitely be be um, a good player for them. Obviously, Amari Cooper is number one. I don't think David Bell has a high ceiling, but I think he could be a steady, you know, wide receiver two back end. 
um, maybe to mid wide receiver two um, some years. And then 10 for me is Christian Watson. I'm not as big on Watson because I think he is still very raw on his ability, on his route running and, um, you know, competition level. Uh, I don't necessarily know how, you know, if he's going to come off the ground running with the Packers because we know Aaron Rodgers really needs that uh, that timing. And when receivers don't really do that, he gets upset and they don't play as much. So it'll be interesting how quickly he can um, – figure out the system and his route running and everything. One deal, I did not think he would stay at eight. I just graded him that way. I just really loved his game. But he did get drafted by the uh, Giants in the second round, which was a little surprising. Um, I think with uh, Dable, he, he'll, he'll find ways to get him the ball. I mean, they're lacking playmakers, so I think he could be um, very good with them. Um, definitely in PPR. Then uh, John Mechie, same place, 12 with the Texans. I like that spot for him. I think they are building a pretty good wide receiver core for Davis Mills or whoever the next quarterback is with uh, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and John Mechie. John Mechie could probably go in the slot some, uh, and I really like him. I think he might have been a first-rounder if he didn't get injured. Uh, Tyquan Thornton actually went up a spot. I was I had been talking about Tyquan Thornton before the draft. Um, I really liked him. I liked his speed. He's more physical than people give him credit for. He has great hands. He needs to work on some technique, a little bit more route running. Um, I was surprised the Patriots took him that high. I think he did go too high in the second round with the Patriots, but I think he could provide a lot for that offense. Um, so they 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 just got uh, Devontae Parker, who's going to be the more the possession short guy, and I think Thornton could – Go deep. They were really missing that. And, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne did some of that last year. So I think Thornton could do the same. Might take a year or two, but uh, I've been trying to get him into the third, early fourth rookie drafts. Uh, 14th is Romeo Dubs. He went to the Packers. I actually think, you know, um, he's a sleeper to actually outperform Christian Watson because, uh, you know, he, he had over. Uh, Eight touchdowns with 20 plus yards last season. He's more he's more uh, polished player. You know, has good speed. So I think him and Watson will both be involved. But I could very much see Dubs, you know, having the better season this year. And lastly, uh, Jalen Tolbert. I think that's a great spot with the Cowboys. Um, they already got C.D. Lamb, and when Gallup comes back, but Tolbert could kind of bridge that gap. And, and once Gallup comes, be the third receiver. I like that spot for him. Be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three kind of um, flex type type like that. So, um, and then I just want to mention Justin Ross. He um, he did not get drafted, and he finally was picked up by the Chiefs, but I'm just, I'm fading him at, you know, in all, all, all ways. So those are the wide receivers. Let's now go to the tier breaks I have. First tier, um, some of these wide receivers, you know, uh, most of, at least in the first tier, is the order that I would put them in. Um, Brees, you know, there's two running backs, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Um, seven receivers in my tier one, and then Kenny Pickett, because he did go to the Steelers in the first round. And he should, you know, be the quarterback there for a while, even though there might be a ceiling on him. You can't, um, you know, especially in super flex, you've got to take those quarterbacks. So I just went through this, you know, Brees Hall is number one. Kenneth Walker is down after um, five of the receivers. And then I have Dotson over Sky Moore. Um, I think there's a pretty big um, break 
you know, between tier one and tier two. So if you're not in this top 10, I would possibly try to um, move up to in, within the top 10. Um, and also I think in tier two, um, especially in the second round, early on, probably um, pick one to pick six, I really like, but after that, I don't really like. So um, you might, if you can't get into those spots, I might try to trade that some of those picks for some of the people that um, really love rookies for 2023 um, picks. So maybe try to, you know, um, kind of get some of those picks if some of the, if, if you're behind these tiers. So that's tier one. Tier two for me is um, James Cook. As I said, you know, with the Bills, he's the third running back, but I think there's a pretty big drop off from um, the first two. Then we have Pickens and um, David Bell, Christian Watson, um, three receivers that I talked about. I do like them, but I think they're definitely down um, from the seven that in tier one. Good players, but I, other than Pickens, I don't see him, you know, elevating past those other guys. Um, solid receivers in good situations. Then I still have Matt Corral in tier two because I really like him. And I, like I said, I think he can play for Carolina right away and there's weapons for him there. And Damian Pierce, because of the possibility of him playing, you know, in that backfield, there's not much in front of him. Uh, Trey McBride, the, you know, only, uh, you know, uh, tight end I have there. Um, really like him, you know, in that, in that tier two. Some people in tight end uh, premium are going to draft him in um, tier one or the first round. And I just wouldn't do that. I don't think there's a big enough gap in between um, those those uh, other those tight ends like Dolkich or um, Ruckert. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily do that. And then we also have Wando Robinson and John Mechie. I think they're in good situations in uh, New York and Houston. So I still have them as a, a tier two based on their their ability and um, both of them had very productive years in the SEC uh, last year. And then lastly, I have tier three. Um, Rashad White falls there just because, um, you know, I'm sure unsure about the running back situation in Tampa Bay. Um, then we have Ritter and Willis there. Um, pretty much if any of the quarterbacks get to the third round, I'm, you know, I'm going to pick those um, because I know they did not necessarily get as high draft capital, but in the third round, uh, you don't really know if you're going to um, – those are going to hit anyway. So I would much rather have the potential of a quarterback in Superflex. Say Desmond Ritter has a couple of good gains. Um, then you could trade, flip him and get way more, um, you know, value for him. Then I have Dolkitz there, uh, Thornton, Brian Robinson, Zamir White, and then closing out with Romeo Dubs and Jalen Tolbert. I think they're kind of sleepers, but I still – kind of worry about their situation situations um not that they'd be good players but how fantasy relevant they would be um but still kind of um you know all all of those you know late second early third so uh, i will say you know just in, you know uh, in closing some of the drafts that i've been a part of um i have seen um i have seen drake london getting picked you know as early as second um, I've seen Sky Moore kind of going up to five. I've seen Christian Watson really high. So say you're in pick, you know, I guess six to nine, and you like, you know, four of those players, and you think, you know, and someone's trying to move up 
you know, for uh, Christian Watson, I would make that deal, drop back a few spots, still get the player you want and um, get more capital. Maybe you could get a second round pick for 2023, which there's going to be plenty of talent. James Cook has been going very high too. So um, I'm just not willing to take James Cook in the first round. Uh, early second, I would. Um, same with Pickens. And Bell has been getting higher and higher. You used to be able to get him late second. Now you're probably going to have to do early second. Same with Pierce, probably around that spot. Uh, Wandell, it's been really varied. Um, I've seen him go in the middle of the second all to you know middle of the third. In the third, you push that you know for Wandell right away. Um, also, White's go, you know, some of the tier three have gone higher than I think they should, like Willis and Rashad White, um, even Zamir White, because they see that Josh Jacobs, you know, isn't going to be back possibly. So, but these are these are um, at least how I would break down break down the break down the tiers. So, so that is it for my uh, rankings on on rookies. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our our channel. We have tons of mock drafts coming out week to week um, where we, you know, have the, um, you know, on sleeper. And then we have a couple people on staff that kind of talk through the picks. So uh, make sure you don't miss that. We're going to try to keep on doing that all season and uh, make sure to keep um, in tune because um, the, my, the next episode of Decoding Debbie, I'm going to go over my updated 2023 ranks and some of those 2023 players that uh, you should be uh, looking out for this season or um, drafts coming next year. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe, and I'll talk to you guys uh, next episode.